This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where I had the extreme pleasure of welcoming Umphreys McGee manager Kevin Browning to the show. Kevin and I chatted about the Chicago drive-in shows back in September and his thoughts on what the future of live music might look like. Kevin also shares some hints of stuff to come in 2020, even though the last full band shows of the year were in Atlanta. So be sure to check that out if you haven't. There are links in the show notes where you can give a listen to the audio or check it out on the show's YouTube page if that's more your thing. Thank you again to Kevin for your time. It was such a pleasure to finally have the opportunity to sit down and chat with you. Real quick, everyone, just wanted to remind you on behalf of headcount.org to make sure that you are registered to vote. If you don't know, headcount.org is a nonpartisan organization that uses the power of music to register voters and promote participation in democracy. Their voter registration drives at more than a thousand live events each year and their collaborations with cultural leaders have helped to promote civic engagement on a national scale. Since 2004, they've signed over 600,000 voters through their work with touring musicians. If you're registered to vote already, make sure your information is correct and you know the right polling place to head to on November 3rd. If you're voting by mail, make sure to get your ballots mailed early so that they get to where they need to be on time. Encourage your family, friends, whoever else in your life to make sure that they are registered to vote and head to the polls on November 3rd. Whatever your viewpoints of all the things going on in our country right now, I think that we can all agree that the way things are going are not working and we need some serious change for all of us. So please make sure you get your ass registered and vote on Tuesday, November 3rd. You can register to vote, check your status, and more by heading to headcount.org or by following the link in the show notes. This week on the show, I am pleased to bring you the final two chats I had with some awesome folks about the drive-in show experience. First up, Cordell Carrier and his absolutely beautiful partner, Tammy. They told me what it was like traveling to a show now, what were some of their concerns venturing far from home, and what it was like attending a drive-in show and the feelings they had when the band walked out on stage to play for the first time to an audience in almost six months. After that, you'll hear from Umphrey's road merch extraordinaire, Sam Sutton. 
Sam will share what it was like flying to work for the first time, what it was like to work this event, and also watch a little as a fan. Sam also gives a little insight on the merch snafu that occurred on night one. Some very, very cool conversations anyway, but especially if you have not had the chance to experience a drive-in show like myself, everyone shared some really great insight on the entire experience. As I mentioned at the top of the show, last week I talked to Kevin Browning about the drive-in experience, and the week before I spoke to Stasek about the same subject, and if you missed those conversations, there is a link in the show notes where you can check them out. Thank you to Cordell and Tammy for taking the time to chat with me. It was a pleasure finally meeting the two of you. I'm really looking forward to the day that we can meet in person. And thank you so much to Sam Sutton for your time. I loved that the show and talking about Umphreys gave us an excuse to hang out and catch up. I love you so much, dude. Your support for me and the show and your friendship means the world to me. I am so grateful to call your brother and friend, and I seriously cannot wait for the day to just give you the biggest squeeze again. Sam, in case you did not know, was actually on the show twice before, episode 105, and way back in the beginning of the show, episode 4. I will link both of those in the show notes if you haven't checked them out. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, sweet prints, or sells other interesting products that you think peeps would like to purchase? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that can make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele? Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd help you get the word out. With interviews on the show and sponsorship packages that include ad time on the podcast, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd can help you reach tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow ump family. Email droppedamongthiscrowdpod at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. First up, here is my conversation with Cordell and Tammy. Why don't each of you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves and where you guys are living and stuff like that. Okay. Well, I'm Cordell, um, and uh, we live in Blountville, Tennessee, and uh, we uh, I, I work for Subway and and uh, and go see Humphreys off a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Amy. Um, I don't know. I just hang out really I mean I don't really do much you know <laughs> so awesome. yeah. so you you guys are from Tennessee so you said it was nine hours yep. of uh of a drive so what was it like traveling now how different was it to travel to a show as compared to you know last year at this time yeah. that's a good question what were some differences you noticed 
I mean, it wasn't busy at all. Like usually it's hectic, you know, the rest areas are usually crowded, but it's so empty. But I mean, everything was clean and I felt safe. So, but That's good. it was nerve wracking at the same time. Right. Yeah. You know, there's like, always this, this sense of, of just not knowing yeah. if you're safe, you know, like you stop to use the restroom and you're like, Oh gosh, well, am I going to go in here right behind somebody, you know, carrying COVID-19 and am I going to get sick? You know, I've yeah. got my mask on, I'm going to wash my hands, but yeah. you know, it's still that thought in the back of your mind the whole time is, is there. So I guess that's different. Mm -hmm. but, but like she said, it's clean. Everything was yeah. clean. There was, uh, you know, attendance cleaning everything when you stopped, you know, it, it seemed like it was actually cleaner than it ever had been on previous trips. So. Yeah. <laughs> Probably it's the cleanest those bathrooms have ever been, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like, like staying in, in Chicago? Did you stay in a hotel or an Airbnb? And like, how was that different too? Uh, yeah, we stayed in a hotel. Um, I checked this in. That was weird. <laughs> um, so they had the lobby completely closed off and we're using the night window uh, oh. 24 seven. So, yeah. so that was weird. And the guy had like a, a, a piece of an air filter chopped off laying over the little hole, I guess, to keep <laughs> the germs out of his little space. And then he'd slide his little air filter over and like pass you what he needed to sign and throw it back over in the thing. That, that, that cracked me. Uh, <laughs> But then, like, I needed, like, some ice, and then he walks right around, you know, opens the door and gives you the ice. So it's, like, <laughs> it's kind of strange. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it just makes them feel better. But, but like, now it was clean. Like, that a lady on duty. Like, every time I got in the elevator, you could smell cleaner. You could tell that they were taking care of everything. Um, you know, even, like, I went out at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning to get some coffee. And, and it's the same thing. You know, it was, like, freshly cleaned early in the morning. Like, you could tell, like, it. You know, they were staying on top of things to keep everybody safe. Everybody was wearing their masks. Like we live in Tennessee and and people down here just don't like to wear masks. I'll be honest. Like I, I run a bunch of subways and you know, you'll have ten customers in the store and three of them will have their mask on. The other seven are walking around like, oh, I don't I can't get sick or you know. So <laughs> but it's and, very different. Yeah, it, but everybody in Illinois was covered up, ready to go. You could tell it was just a, a completely different so it's actually kind of nice. That is nice. And it's nice that you guys were felt safe and in, in all the places that you were, because that was definitely my worry was being like too concerned or having too much anxiety over places keeping it clean. So it's good to hear that you guys had a positive experience with that. So what was it like getting in? Did you guys have an issue? I know some people uh, were not getting parked until a little bit into the first set. Did you guys have that issue or were you guys getting in fine? It was frustrating because it was so unorganized. Yeah. But I mean, we, we actually got parked in time. We had no trouble as far as the time goes, mm -hmm. but it was very hectic. Like, yeah. It was nerve wracking really. Mm -hmm. And, and like you said, I did yeah. notice we were in the premium section yeah. and I noticed, like you said, halfway through the first set, this huge string of cars just start driving by behind us. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess it was people that had gotten there late and you know, the, the whole side was full. Well, then I guess they, they, one of the workers realized, Oh, Hey, we forgot to fill in this whole little section over here at the front. That's why we don't have room for all these people with these premium tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so it seemed like they had to move a bunch of people in like as the show was going on. So, 
but the second night, you know, it seemed like they had everything organized a whole lot better, and, yeah. and uh, it, it's it, it flowed a lot better. So that was kind of it's good that they were able to quickly, you know, kind of fix what was going on. Were you in premium both nights? Yes. Nice. How was your How was your view? Oh, it was amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, nothing in the way. Um, you know, we were there. They had the the front row. It was they were parking the car staggered, so like one was up and one was back. Mm -hmm. So we were back both nights, but you know, no tall vehicles in front of us, and you could see the stage perfectly. So yeah, it was it was really nice from where we were at. That's awesome. Oh, how yeah. was your car setup? Did you guys have like a little canopy and all that? Uh, no, we had a table. Yeah, yeah, we had a table and a couple coolers and a bunch of chairs. So. Food. We had lots of food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was nice. so much dancing room. That was a huge bonus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it was it was the most room I've had dancing at Umbreeze. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a huge selling point for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, we, we kept talking the whole night, and, and everybody else that we spoke to said the same thing. Like, it's nice to have you know, a space for you mm -hmm. and you don't have that drunk guy that wants to, mm -hmm. you know, stand in your space where you've been there all night. You don't have, you know, you know, you don't have a beer getting spilled in your shoe. You don't have, you know, just all those little things that, you know, now there's a time that I want to go back and get a beer spilled in my shoe. You know, like I don't want to stay that way forever, but it, it's, right. it's refreshing. It's, yeah. it's nice to have that. It's a different experience, <laughs> but it was fun. Oh, it was yeah. a good time. That's awesome. So talk about the the security and I know they had like mask ambassadors or the social distancing ambassadors or whatever. So talk about how they were handling it and how security was. Oh gosh, I'd say about 20, 20 to 25 minutes before doors, they, they started coming by and, mm -hmm. and they told everybody, you know, even if you're in your car masks on, you know, you're not driving inside the venue unless you know it's covered in your face. Yeah. And, uh, they they checked everybody's trunks, make sure you didn't have any weapons or anything crazy that you were trying to bring in. But for the most part, it was pretty lax. Um, you know, they uh, they they got everybody in. It seemed like pretty quickly. Um, they uh, they marked everybody's windshield with what section you were going to, so they could try to sort you as you were driving in. And um, uh, that was that was really about it. It wasn't bad. Besides, uh, and now once you're inside. Um, Oh, and what do you think? The ambassadors, they weren't too bad. It, yeah, I mean, they would drive around and stuff. Yeah, it and seemed like a bunch of us that just volunteered that wanted to be at the show pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and they were just, you know, making sure everybody was doing doing what they should. But everybody was being responsible. Everybody was mm -hmm. so happy to be there. Yeah. I really don't yeah. think they had to do too much. You know, because, yeah. like, you, you've missed it. You've not done this for so long, and we have the opportunity to go and see our favorite band. I don't think anybody wanted to screw it up. So you know, it's uh, it was it was it was pretty nice, really. Like you know, you had you know, obviously we we all know the crowd that that comes to Humphreys. We all like to party and have a good time, you know, and that comes along with breaking the rules. But I mean, everybody did awesome. It was <laughs> it was pretty sweet. So. <laughs> Just follow the one rule, the math right. rule. Yeah. That's that's right. what matters. Safe and this, we're good to go. Yeah, whatever. Anything else goes. <laughs> the only rule of drive-in show is wear your mask. That's right. <laughs> and stay in your cube <laughs> for sure for sure did you guys have to deal with the whole merch snafu that was going on we yes. did yes. Well, that was a fiasco so yeah. what happened with that whole thing oh wow uh, it was weird because i actually placed two merch orders one for me and one for another group in our car whose internet wasn't cooperating 
and my order was placed first. Theirs was placed second. I used the exact same description for the parking space and vehicle. Their order made it and our order didn't. <laughs> it was, it was odd. So it seemed like it was kind of like who the person you got delivering your order, how much they tried to find your car almost. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it, so, you know, you'd have like one guy rolling by and he constantly had like about a hundred orders on the back of his golf cart and it seemed like he was never finding anybody and then you had the other chick like working her tail off so I don't, I don't know that's just what it seems like from from the guy observing because some of them a lot of them made it and then a lot of others didn't but uh there was and then uh, like i got a random text message hey i have your merch order and can't find you like three quarters of the way through the first set well who's looking at their phone during the first set you know so like i, I set break i picked my phone up and text back and they're like oh well i already taken your order back and and left it so you'll have to figure it out later Okay, that's cool. Which they did Thanks. tell into the show what they were planning on doing. Yeah. So it wasn't like we left there not knowing, but it was. You know, it's just odd, you know. And it's growing pains. It's the first time you do something, you know. Like say, so you should expect there to be, you know, hiccups. And I'm sure the next one will go off without a hitch. Right, right. So talk about what it was like to see the band walk out on stage again after not seeing them for months. Oh. emotional yeah yeah it was very emotional yeah yeah the uh like, that's i can't say anything else there's no <laughs> yeah you're just standing there in awe and like yeah. you know like you, you, you like wanted to take a look around and take it all in and you're just thinking man like we're here we actually are doing this you know and then they come out with you know the 1348 for the plague and then gulf stream yeah. so you know that just sets up the whole yeah <laughs> yeah perfect perfect way to kick it off what were a couple of your highlights music wise from the two nights hmm. what do you think i've got a couple but i want to hear what you say first go ahead are you sure yeah absolutely. Uh, for my, one of my favorites was it doesn't matter i love it doesn't matter mm -hmm. it always is just brings it a sick jam and this one's got a couple of different jams in it i'm sure you've listened to them yeah and and the, the the first one joel gets like really super funky in it and then like mm -hmm. the second one's totally different i don't know it's, it was killer and uh, uh like i said the gulf stream when they're seeing gulf stream and we were all there and then like our, our buddies alex and drina got engaged at the end of it and like we were in the car with them so it was like alex and drina and lamar melody and me and tammy and we all actually got in the van and went to the show and then they proposed he proposed mm -hmm. like we all knew it was going to happen so like she didn't so it was kind of like we were all in on this big secret and then so like we like and, and he like took her up to the front of the queue so i guess it's like gold stream like one of the biggest yeah, yeah, for me, as far as that goes but, yeah. um the jams like ocean billy always has a you know killer jam in it that was nice that was jake cool. was so feeling that billy too like he <laughs> yeah. was right in that one yeah um, it was good it, it, it was so it was good intense really uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, oh it was so good yeah yeah it was emotional even watching it at home like i was still crying and you know goosebumps and everything at home is yeah <laughs> and i did you notice there's a lot of new sounds and noises happening in the band it seems like they've all like messed with with you know with yeah. what they've got going on over the break and stuff so it was refreshing to hear some you know different sounds coming out of them and all that stuff so for sure they've had time to tinker around with some new things and it's 
it's exciting. So how was the sound overall? Um, I know that there were some issues with the sound night too, with the wind, but how was it sound wise um, overall? It's like a typical main stage at a festival. It's okay. probably the easiest okay. way to, to describe. That's, I mean, it's, it's way, basically yeah. the exact setup they had. It was mm -hmm. like watching the main stage of the festival. So, you know, if you're in the back off to the side, you're going to get some wind from time to time if it's windy and it's going to blow the sound around a little bit. The but, screens were really yeah, nice. Yeah, the screens were nice. Yeah, you could just watch. You yeah. could like, watch Jake's hands. They were like massive, like 10 foot tall hands when they would zoom nice. in on the shred. <laughs> <themselves. Nice. laughs> That's awesome. What's what's one thing that you would have have changed from the experience? Ah, hmm. And really, the one thing I would have changed, I think they did change, and that's the assigned parking spaces. Yes. Knowing where you're going to be, like if I buy a ticket, I want to right. know that that's where I'm going to be. I don't want to buy a ticket and then end up way over way there. over there yeah. when I thought that my ticket I paid for was going to get me here. So yeah, that's. Right probably the one thing in which they fix for the Atlanta drive-in and everybody knows where they're at and it's mm -hmm. a done deal. And, and I think that, that that's, yeah, that's what, you know, the, the biggest criticism I had for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what was, what was your favorite part about doing a drive-in show? Having a car yeah. in the space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, just having all your stuff. You know, yeah. you, you need a water. Well, guess what? We brought the cooler. It's right here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Are you guys are going to Atlanta, I'm assuming? Um, I think that we're going to go to the second night of Atlanta. We haven't, I, I wasn't sure what I could do because before the pandemic started, we skid, we planned a normal vacation that wasn't related to Humphreys the first weekend of October. Yeah. So then like, oh, hey, now there's shows happening again. We've already got this, <laughs> this trip planned. So with work, I had to work out with work what I could do. So I think we're going to go the second night. Yes. But we are not going to make it the first night. So that's okay. As long as we get to see one of them, it'll be good. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. That's everything I have. Thank you for convincing me that I really need to go to a drive-in show. Everything that you've <laughs> shared with me has kind of eased my worries a little bit. You know, of course, it's the first time going to do something like this. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you had any reservations about it, go do it. Take the kids; they'll have a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 be safe. Like we saw a lot. We saw you know a few families traveling, and it mm -hmm. it seemed like you know everybody was you know keeping the kids in line, and you know wash your hands and wear your mask and and, and all that. So I, I highly suggest, especially if they have one up in the Northeast, which mm -hmm. you know I, I I can't see them not doing one up there eventually because you know there's too many fans up there. It's one of their biggest markets in the New York area. So. Oh, yeah. For sure. I've thought about that too. We have one pretty close to uh, my house. Um, Aqueous played there, but unfortunately I think it's too, I think it's too small for Umphreys. Right. I think they, they'd, they'd sell it out in like a second. They, you know, it wouldn't be worth it. So I don't know. There's one in Maine. Maybe we'll, they'll hit that one up. That would be cool. But I would love to, to see them in that new setting. It'd be cool. Awesome. This was wonderful. And I'm so grateful that we were able to finally meet and talk. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's nice. Uh, you know, we, uh, we always, uh, 
um, have crossed paths online, you know, we, we comment, we're friends on Facebook and, and uh, you, uh, you've, uh, you've talked to Mark about, uh, about the band and stuff a few times. So it was, uh, it's just a long time coming. So like you said, it's really good to meet and, and I can't wait till we can actually see you in person. So hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. So. Absolutely. And, yeah. and big hugs. That's, that's yeah. my thing is I don't know if I can go to a show and not hug all my friends right now. <laughs> Yeah, really that, you know, and I wasn't even thinking about that. That was probably one of the hardest things is not being able to run up to people that you want to just squeeze, yeah. you know, and, and you, you don't mm -hmm. get that. Yeah, there's there's people that I can't remember the last time I went to a show that I didn't hug that person, mm -hmm. you know, and it's weird. It's really, mm -hmm. really, really weird. And then, like, you come home with this thought of, gosh, I hope everybody didn't think I was being rude. You know, I didn't make it over there to see so-and-so. Like I saw them, but I didn't get, you know, and then, but then you got to remind yourself, well, you're not being rude because it's the middle of a pandemic. You can't go talk to everybody and, you know, it's all going to be okay. So. <laughs> For sure. Just send lots of virtual good vibes. That's, yeah. that's what yeah. we can send right now. <laughs> Next up, let's hear what Sam Sutton has to say. Like traveling now. You know, so for the drive, for this drive-in, um, I normally, I live in Peoria, Illinois, so I would have drove up. Um, however, my, my brother-in-law had his third rescheduled wedding date, um, the Saturday of the drive-in show, and I was in the wedding, and I wasn't going to miss that. So I flew in early Sunday morning, so I was only there for the second day, so I still, till Atlanta, a couple of weeks, I don't know what a drive-in load-in looks like. I'm sure it's similar to a regular load-in because it really doesn't matter. But um, yeah, the travel, I probably overdid it, but uh, again, wanting to be cautious and and uh, I, I wore two masks on the, in, on the airplane. <laughs> I wore an N95 and then uh, a fashionable Humphreys one over it. And then once, once the air was, like standing in line is pretty miserable. Um, but once the air was like blowing on my face, it was, it was fine. And, and they say that that, you know, cause it kind of like just gave you like a refreshing air. And they say that the air that circulates through the plane from everything I've read, cause I was weary, of course. Um, it says that like the air circulating through the plane is, is safe air, you know, it's, it's super clean air. So, um, did that, you know, landed went out and got, uh, got an Uber, kept the two masks on because like, dude, I haven't traveled in so long. You know, yeah. we drove, we drove to Colorado with the kids and, and, and my wife. So like flying back was just, I haven't gotten on a flight in so long and got the Uber two masks. Um, Steve, uh, Bridges picked me up, um, at the hotel and we drove over kind of dug into it, you know, there was temperature checks. Um, we all took COVID mouth swab tests, um, all came back negative, of course, or we wouldn't have been there. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it's just a different time. It's a different time. And, and, um, I'm going to, I'm getting on a plane for Atlanta and still, still cautious. Uh, however, like, it's not the first time anymore. So, and I feel like, you know, we're slowly here, here at our household anyway, slowly peeling back the onion, you know? So um, that was a big step for me to get on a plane. But again, I wasn't, I wasn't about to, to miss my brother-in-law's wedding. He's one of the dearest people to my heart. And for, and it was his third one, <laughs> third scheduled date. Poor, right. poor, yeah. poor. Joe and V shout out. 
love you guys. Um, but the, uh, yeah, it, and, and I also wasn't going to miss the first weekend of shows where we came back because, you know, those guys, uh, the guys in the band, but, but the guys in the crew for sure, like those are brothers of the road, you know? So, um, I was just as excited. I've never thought I'd be excited to go to work. Um, I was just excited to go to work and, and I was just as excited to see, to see all the, all my, my peeps, man. It was, you know, it, it was, it was just so great to see all of them. And, you know, I don't want to get all soft and teary. I'm like the, the pansy of the crew, but I'm like, you know, I, I, I love those guys, man. And those are, those are my guys. And, um, so yeah, it was, the travel was, the travel was interesting and, and totally worth it. 100%. I also, when I got home, uh, quarantined, um, and, and stayed in, in the house as, as much as, as I possibly could, you know, just to be, be safe. Like, I don't know if I could live with myself if I killed someone's grandma because I wanted to go out. So, um, plus there's, there's not shit to do. Like if I wasn't on tour before, before COVID hit, if I wasn't on tour, wasn't really going anywhere anyway. Right. (laughs) For sure. Um, that's how it is for me too if I wasn't going to shows I really wouldn't be doing much anyway so yeah totally it's it is what it is so So were you in in charge of the merch I I heard people were kind of having an issue with merch and the whole thing so was that you or did you guys have like a third party come in and handle that or how did it work totally I can answer this um so we had First, I want to say that it's a huge learning curve trying to go from a system that we've known for years to a different system. Um, 100%. Over, so we, you and I have discussed before how some venues will be a venue sells and some will be an artist sells. Um, right now, venues, I feel like, are, are, are at least venues of the size we need to play, are doing only venue sells uh, to be safe, which, which I totally respect. So with the venue sales, you count in with the person I had Louie used to do merch and, and is our lighting crew chief. I had him count in. I trust, you know, we do the same process. So I trust him. Uh, he counted in for us. Uh, shout out to Louie too, my guy. Um, so he counted in for us. Uh, it was, it was the, the venue, the promoter was handling the merchandise. So the first night, there were there were some things that that happened where they were they were supposed to be doing this delivery thing, however none of the spots were marked, so it's going to be super hard if you're looking for black um, Toyota Sienna, right? Mm-hmm. Like a minivan, right? Because I'm a dad, so I'm familiar with minivans. <laughs> um, so like, if you're looking for a black minivan, you, there's 18 of them, and you got to like look for license plates, and so the delivery service didn't work out well. Uh, the team there, when I got in, the team had already uh, shifted toward uh, what I was suggesting anyway, which was great, which was like a local merch pickup station. Um, they, you know, from, from that aspect, um, they text, you know, they would text people when their merch was, was packaged up. Never really had an issue or never, to my knowledge, had an issue with social distancing when pe- people would be respectful when they went to pick up their merch, you know, get a text like, hey, your merch is here. Be like, 
cool. Um, hey, Marlo, I'm going to go get my merch, you know? And, and so that was kind of the deal. It worked out really well. We still had some issues with people from the first, from the first night. So we've been, we've been yielding, um, you know, there, the crew for, for collective, the promoter was, was fantastic. And they, you know, for the learning curve that it was and, and what they were dealt, they did a great job. Uh, we've been doing fulfillment on it. Um, actually just finished up last week. Um, but been doing fulfillment on it. I'm still getting a couple emails, uh, trickling in. And right now we're in the process of all the purchase shipped to the online store and asked to get imaged and then put, put online, but it should be up there, um, sometime next week. And so just, you know, we've always tried to take care of, of, of every fan in, in, in all of their needs and, and for all the emails that I have gotten, everyone has been super understanding, just grateful to have music. And, and like, I understand if you, you, you know, you pay top quality for, or pay top dollar for high quality gear and, and, and it gets messed up. It can be frustrating, but people have, have really like, you know, some people are mad, understandably. So I can't say that I wouldn't have been frustrated either, but most people also while frustrated have been able to, you know, see that it was kind of a learning curve and, and um, we will not have the problem in Atlanta again, um, because you know it's it's the first time doing the show from from any end. So their crew over there, um, and and us, we you know joined forces. Me and my now friend Anna have been working hand in hand, doing some stuff. Uh, she was their merch rep, and she she's awesome. And and really we've really been able to like dial it in. We have a system down and. And, and it's good to go. You know, she was learning new software, just a bunch of learning curves that, that kind of got thrown in that people, you know, don't see. All you see is I paid $120 for merch. Where in the hell is my stuff? I'm not coming tomorrow night, you know? So um, a learning curve, but, but yeah, it, it worked out well. I'm super excited for our merch line in Atlanta. It is baller. So I, I think it's going to work really well. And then Hopefully it flows really well. And then again, on, on shows where it's a venue sells, I kind of fill in in the production assistant role, smaller tasks that the our tour manager normally wouldn't do. Just go kind of fill in there. Um, you know, things like that. Make sure the, the bass player's uh, skin is all nice and he has the proper Budweiser stuff. And, you know, <laughs> that's my guy. That is my guy, by the important way. Important job, important job. Dude, yeah he's got he's got to have the proper stuff man it's uh you know all of our guys are really easy and and, and uh he's my guy he's my buddy I talk yeah. to him all the he's hilarious he is hilarious he yeah. is and he's such a supporter of of my projects and stuff which is just so cool it's absolutely awesome. he thinks like he he uh we talked about it he thinks it's he just thinks it's like He's like, I think it's great that they're they're getting together and like branching out and doing some stuff. And I was like, that's that's awesome, you know. And he was like, I was more than happy to do the cameo because it was, you know, like he fully supports and believes in it. And so I'm I'm really glad that uh, I'm really I'm just really glad to be back to work, you know. I bet. Of that. I bet it's gotta feel it's gotta have a little sense of normalcy to to be back and be with your brothers and back at work. And I'm sure it's nice to get out of the house a little bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. It is. Um, it's, it's a piece of normal, like a piece of normalcy for, 
for us. And I, I don't like using that word, but it's just like mm-hmm. of what our, our lives once were, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, I'm, I'm really like, I'm looking forward to, it. I'm looking forward to, to getting out of the house. I'm looking forward to, to sleeping really well. Um, you know. <laughs> and of course I'm looking forward to, to seeing my brothers. I did have uh, Matt, our, our office manager and uh, our, you know, he, he is, he's a real PA on bigger shows. Uh, he'll be, he'll be, he came down last weekend, him and him and his better half and Steve Riches, uh, a buddy. Um, and we all went to a, a drive-in show, <laughs> a Billy Streams drive-in show that was like an hour from, or not an hour, uh, a mile from our house. Nice. So, yeah, it was, it was sweet. You know, it, same deal. You needed to, to mask up, um, even outside of your car. And like, it's, I really don't understand the big deal. It's the bare minimum. I'm not trying to offend anybody in any way. Like people who, who don't want to wear masks. It's, I mean, I don't agree with you, but it is what it is, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's the bare minimum that anyone can do. So um, if that's what we have to do to get our industry back, like I'm in, like if I go get the kids some kind of food, somewhere and and there's a drive-through and I go through I wear a mask going through the drive-through you know like I'm just trying to be cautious to to my fellow human being you know so I'm I'm all in and I know that that at at our shows we had no one kicked out um, Mm -hmm. for that and and I am so proud of of the fan base and and I feel like half the people at an on free show are my friends so I'm so proud of yeah. all my friends yeah I knew I knew we could do it I knew everybody would would behave and and do it because they understand the bigger picture that if we want this to continue in whatever way we can do it we gotta gotta wear your mask absolutely like just put it on it's not that terrible it's it's like yeah. it's really not plus like what if you have something in your teeth? No one can see it then, you know, like it's just, there's some pluses here. There's some. You positive. forget to brush your teeth or something. It's totally. Like people, people can't see that, you know, or if you like, if you, you know, you hack your, your beard up, doesn't matter. You could just, if you're in public, it's, it's covered. And when you're at home, it is what it is. So you know, a lot of, a lot of positives out of wearing a mask. Um, ultimately health being the best one, but um if someone needs a selfish reason there you go (laughs) oh man like you can do something in your teeth like piece of lettuce from your salad no big deal get it when you get home when you see it not a big deal so so yeah um i'm looking forward to it would you if if there were one in new york by you would you go to the show yeah yeah it's i would it's kind of when we went to this show like the billy strings one i gotta tell you i kind of like part of me liked like it's it's like you're at a Notre Dame tailgate and then like a concert just comes to you and but like no one else can randomly come up to your tailgate. It's it's like my dream. I don't get some it, random drunk guy trying to dance on me. I mean, <laughs> they can't come near you. Matt, our our office manager, had like around around our section had because we were lucky. We parked on an aisle, so we didn't. We had nobody on this side of us, and so we that's the side of the car we set up on. So we had nobody, but like if people would, would casually like randomly walk by to go to the bathroom or whatever, he had these party lights and he had strung them around our spot. 
stay away. Don't come near us. And, and like, it was great. And, and, you know, I, I knew that, that I was going to want to watch part of our show in Chicago the second night. And like I surveyed the crowd and I saw my, my friend Brian was a couple rows back and he only had four, four people with him. And I, you know, messaged him and was like, Hey man, do you, can you save a spot for me so I can like, you know, come on. He's like, yeah, we only have four people. So of course there's a spot. There's six people here. So I was able to go out and enjoy part of the show. Um, you know, it was, it was just, it was really nice. It was really nice. I, I would, I can tell you that I 100% want to get back to regular shows where people can see their friends and like, as soon as we can do that safely, I'm sure we will. And our management team is great. Those guys like crush as you know. So as soon as we're able to, I'm sure we will. It's just right now it's not, it's not fathomable. So. Yeah. But you guys, I mean, it's amazing how Umphreys as a, as a team has been able to pivot and find these new ways to do whatever they can, whether it's the drive-in or the wrapped in the round or whatever they've, been able to come up with ideas to still create music in whatever way totally and I feel like the um as close as you could get I feel like with Humphreys McGee um the concert experience is the ultimate piece of Humphreys McGee um so if you get like the whole the whole package you get good vibes from from everybody you get you know amazing music um you get you get okay lights from ben i'm just kidding i'm trying to rouse them um, they're, they're the, decent they're, they're okay <laughs> you get a great you get a great production and, and it's i'm glad that that the band guys and management you know they we're all we're all like a family there and so we all you know those guys are able to, to talk and and talk to, to us and they, they're able to figure out ways to keep even if you're in your house streaming it to make you feel the like like that live experience is there you know um we i streamed the wrapped wrapped in the round shows and and it was amazing the boondock shows were great you know Mm -hmm. all of these are have been great and and um i'm just super pumped that that our management team is innovative enough um and, and our our whole team innovative enough to to be able to bring some stuff and you know like I'm seeing drive-ins pop up more, more and more. Um, obviously people are for the most part doing it in the correct way. So as long as that keeps happening, like live music can happen and who knows, maybe summer next year, we have to do a drive-in tour and, and by fall we're, we're back to, you know, doing, doing shows of, of a regular essence where like, I would love to give my friends hugs. I just, you know, like, I'm even cautious of fist bumps. I do a lot of elbow bumps. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's such a weird time. And like, I, I just hope I don't come off as a dick to some people, but like, it's like, I have like people that I care about at home and like, mm-hmm. you know, so it is what it is. I do, I do what I feel is right. And, and I'm doing my best to not judge anyone else for how they feel about it. So right. um, I just like, I've personally been impacted a lot as everybody has like my, my job is, is almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to be able to like, in two weeks we're going to work. Yeah. 
it's like that. I wanted to take the earliest flight I could but what I mean what am I gonna do go sit in a hotel in Atlanta <laughs> but, but like when I get there like I want to be able to see my friends and we're gonna take you know we'll take COVID tests again and like make sure everybody is good and, and it's just it's a strange time I know you know that nobody nobody needs to hear that it's they everyone knows it's just like it's amazing um being able to do it again and like then you get like live shows man it, it feels normal to be able to watch it, the shows too like even though we weren't there we of course streamed them and watching Ooh. them at home and them playing shows again it's like something felt right in the world for three hours absolutely <laughs> and like, that, oh. <laughs> totally and that's part of I think part of uh kind of Brendan's Brendan's mo I know is like did you come to the show to get rid of everything out there you come in and and you know so so to be able to like forget of all the all the world's troubles and, and everything that's going on today um to be able to like just focus in and hone in on on special moments um and in live music for everyone i know is 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 that kind of it's a good outlet it's a great outlet to use you know it's it's tremendous and and i'm just glad to be able to do it i saw and like these announcements come like we didn't i don't know how management does it because there's so many stipulations to all of these like driving things like we don't know if we're doing it if we're not doing it, like what the deal is you know like i'm i'm just i am very glad when i get the old email that's like hey man we're doing this show uh are you are you available for these dates yes yes i am i am <laughs> except last time it was like the second date the first date i can't come right but, and it was you know it was also like it was also i'm I, and and that's another thing about about the band and, and working for them is is just like they would never expect me, even the first show back, would never expect me to miss that wedding. Um, mm -hmm. you know? and, and it's just, I, I just like, I couldn't. And, and they know that. So they're like, cool, we'll see you Sunday. And it was, when I saw everybody, it was great. You know, like, yeah. hugs weren't in order, but we were, we were like fist bumping backstage. And like, there was, the backstage was, it was different, man. Like temperature checks, nobody outside of the band and crew allowed in there it was i mean it was different for sure yeah but i mean whatever whatever has to happen we're in yeah whatever yeah. we have to do right now to to make sure that we can get back to hugging our friends like that has been the biggest thing and i think besides the travel being as far as we are not being able to hug people was one of the big reasons why I didn't go because I think it just would have been too hard for me. It would have been so heartbreaking to be in that situation of just waving across the way at someone or, you know, when you just want to hug them so hard and you can't. It was, and it was tough. And I had, you know, some friends hit me up. They were like, you better stop by me here and give me a hug. And I'm like, man, like, I'm not gonna do that. 
you know, so it, it, it is, it is what it is. And, and, you know, we got through it and I'm, I'm more than positive. We'll get through this one and going in, having a merge wise, anyway, having a, a, a plan and everything we know, I'm, I'm confident and ready to roll with this one. So I can't wait. I really wish I would see you, but again, it would just be me waving to you. So maybe like, maybe I'll like FaceTime you for a minute and, and wave. Cause it would be the same thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I was like, I would want to see you and just give you the biggest hug ever. And it would just, right. Not yet. We just have right. to wait. <laughs> All in time. All in time. All in time. Absolutely. It, it will. It, it, I have full faith it will happen again. So, um, we just have to, have to be good until then, you know, just mm -hmm. crush it. I was, the thing I was most excited about was Eric Cole, our truck driver was, was like in for that one-off show. That's our guy, you know, <laughs> like I said, we're all just like big crew, big family. Like we, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. What was it like that second night when they started playing? Like the music started, like, what did that feel like for you? So I'm a huge fan of Umphers. <laughs> um, so when the music started, I, you know, I didn't want to stand on the side of the stage because I don't want too many people to be there. And I talked to Brian and I listened to some of it from, you know, we were at a soccer stadium, so our backstage was, there was an outside little platform, like a box you would sit in, um, like a, uh, you know, like three rows of seats, a private box, VIP box or whatever. And it was right outside our dressing rooms. So I sat there for a little while working on the computer and catching up with the numbers and, and you know, doing my actual job. Um, and then there was a period during, and I did that for most of the first set. Um, there was a period during the second set where, made a point to go out and I watched uh, whatever was before Divisions and I then I watched Divisions which is one of my favorite songs and if any um, I don't understand any fans that don't like that song like love that song I got a buddy with the initials of LR that just can't stand that song and I'm like what is wrong with you what is wrong with you like, what's wrong with that guy but anyway um <laughs> it brought it like brought me to tears you know it's it's an emotionally great song anyway but it like driven to tears there and 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 then i knew bob seeger was coming up so i didn't want to miss that so um and they did that for our boy craig and and that was cool it was his birthday so uh it it was it was really magical for me and that was that's the first like live music i've seen like i know here in town they have like these outdoor patio shows that I'm just haven't gone to yet you know I'm it's just not not quite I don't know I'm yeah. supposed to go to like a socially distanced show like I don't know if these are like their patio shows like capacities probably whatever I'm supposed to go to a socially distanced show next week uh Indianapolis um but they sell like only 20 percent capacity you know and people are like spaced out like kind of how they're doing at Red Rocks right mm -hmm. um which is, which is a really cool idea. And it's cool for someone to be able to do. So um, I plan on going to that next week and, and like, see how that pans out, you know, like I'm going to wear a mask outside. If I don't, I think it, I read on, on their website that it's required. I feel like some people will not try to wear it and, 
and you know like hopefully security whoever tells them to put it on and i know i'll have mine on just you know hopefully rocking away and i'm going to see uh arlo mckinley who's one of my favorite singer songwriters nice. so he's uh i mean i'd be crying my mask you know mask on crying um getting it out getting those emotions out totally and like and like like i said slowly peeling back the onion if you would have talked to me last time we talked if you would have said like are you willing to go to a socially distanced show i'd be like absolutely not mm -hmm. um, and like i haven't lightened up on on how on safety measures for my family or i at all i wore two masks on a plane and in an uber right i'm pretty <laughs> sure one mask does the trick but i wore two right? i would have done the same thing <laughs> in my mind i just needed to wear two and so it's it you know um so it's going to, it's going to be cool, you know, and, and like, I'm willing to try those kinds of things because looping it all back in here, I saw able to work at our drive-in. And so mm -hmm. it set a really good standard. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about the way people social distance, not a lot of gallivanting. Um, nobody got kicked out for, for non-compliance. It was, we had like ambassadors going around making sure people had their masks on it it's as safely as we could possibly do it so the the drive-in show was great for my soul and it was great to be able to see us come together and be able to do something like that i was super proud of everyone there um that that made those great decisions to to be able to let us do one in atlanta as well you know, wish yeah. we could have did one in Syracuse or Albany or somewhere up there, um, or Buffalo. You know, like yeah. somewhere close. To, how far is is Syracuse from you? Um, probably like two two hours. Okay. Yeah, because Rochester's like an hour and a half, and then Albany, and then I think Syracuse is on the. I don't know if it's Rochester, Syracuse, Albany. Yeah, so I think it's like three hours because Albany is like four hours. So okay, so would Cleveland be closer to you? Yeah, Cleveland's three hours. Okay, two and a half if my husband's driving. Nah, that's my guy, <laughs> that's my guy too. I'm sure he's sad he hasn't been able to get a certain special poster number for a while, man. He's like, what is going on here? He has been for sure. <laughs> um, and that's that's one other thing I want to talk about, Sarah, before you. Before you have to snipe me off um yeah. our fans like the people who are fans of the band have been so amazingly supportive of the band and like you know brendan did a one night and joel did a, a a wednesday i call it playing the living room hits um <laughs> like but, <it. laughs> but they did they did those for the crew um and and um i've had a couple fans donate directly to me and then like i spread it out to the crew and like I feel like it's just, you feel weird about taking any kind of donation, right? But it's so overwhelmingly, like, such a good feeling to know that, like, people care that much about your well-being, you know? Like, and I think I would, I would argue that we're, for the size of band we are, we're toe-to-toe, -to -toe, like, close with our fans and, and, you know, like, our lives intermingle, you know, mm -hmm. a lot. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I would argue that we're the closest. And so it's really, really like, it's really like heartening for me. Um, when someone's like, Hey, I have a donation for the crew. Where should I send it? 
be like, you can, you know, Venmo me, and I'll, I always just split it up amongst the 12 of us, so mm-hmm. it is what it is, and it's very, it's very, very close to my heart. It makes me, I told you I'm the soft one, so it makes me, like, like, yes, you know, yeah. like, these people, like, so great, and, like, I know, uh, friend Lacey's is mm-hmm. a donation like people do raffles and, and do donations I know uh, David Casey has done that for us uh, who's been my friend a long time he's from, Can- he's from up there in Canada he's probably they're probably doing better in the U.S. I'd imagine but probably. he's, he's uh, I, I don't know but just my initial thought is yes I live so close but yet I'm so far from yeah, this totally. <laughs> I don't think about this this community too is and and I think that's why us the fans have been so supportive of the band and the crew at this time is you guys are family so it's just like any other family you got a family member that loses their job or they're hit a rough spot you you go in and you help your family right and it's you know and and like I totally see that and like I don't at all want to sound ungrateful it's just like of course you don't want to like have to take stuff like that you know but it's it's very well appreciated and it goes a long way you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's like oh (laughs) this is this is paying for half the groceries this week like this is unbelievable you know Mm -hmm. and so just things like that are like it's it's just been super helpful and i've had um you know fans that that i'm like that i'm not even like super close to who people who have reached out and and have have just been super nice and like that's what I love about this community is that we're all we'll band together sure we'll have some scuffles but any family like you ever been yeah, to a yeah. Thanksgiving where nobody fought not not nope, me nope. <laughs> so you know what I mean it it happens and and you know people for the for the most part I feel like people in our community like see their way out I feel like Humphreys McGee fans are the best fans I'm one of them so I consider myself also one of the best people um but I just I like absolutely just love that love the whole thing like our team is an organization is is a family and and like it's all one big family you know it's it's amazing to me and so that's all I have for this week of the show thank you again to Cordell Tammy and Sam for their time it was so wonderful chatting with all of you. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for things that I referenced, including how you can check out my conversations with Kevin Browning and Stasic, as well as where you can check out past episodes, book your own conversation, and be a guest on the show, where you can find the brand new Dropped Among This Crowd Etsy store, subscribe to the just-released Conduit e-magazine, and a ton more, so check all of that out. Thank you again for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.